Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to WhatAf. Um, my name is Gareth Vaughan Ike. Oh, you got your middle name then. My name is Richard Alexander Willett. There we go. Chuck the middle name in there. Yeah, yeah. I was supposed to um, pass on the middle name to my eldest son because that's what my dad did to me, and his dad did to him, and his dad did to him, and it goes on and on for generations. Um, but obviously, I've got two girls, and so you know, Gemma. Someone asked us the other day, like, did we want more kids? And I'm happy as Larry with two, two daughters done. I'm bosh, that's enough. Um, but while saying that, if it happened again, you know, you'd be over the moon. It's one of, of them, isn't it? Yeah. Just going to try. But um, but then, um, yeah, James, are you, are you sure, though, like, you wouldn't want a boy? Like, is there no part of you? that? And I looked down, and, like, Ophelia is there with a, like, digger top on, which is, like, one of the only things she'll wear. She <laughs> just plays with, like, building blocks and, and cars and shit like that. And it's dead aggressive. It's like, <laughs> I've already got one. I've got yeah, one. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. Fine, yeah. It's funny. Um, how... um, sorry, before I forget, we need to put the washing out. Um, head over to SupremeCBD.uk. Use the code WTAF, and you get forty percent off everything on the shop. Everything on the shop. Well, let's get into the what apps then. Let's go dive in. Let's do you. You start with the what apps first. You do your first one. Rishi Sunak. Lovely man. Right, he is the unelected Prime Minister of Great Britain. And this did make me laugh um, because, what's his name, Hamza, Humza, the guy from Scottish, the Scottish um, unelected um, first <laughs> he, uh He was giving it to uh, to the fact that uh, the Conservatives didn't have a mandate and that Sunak was unelected and all this sort of stuff. It's like, OK, I agree, but now do you. <laughs> It's mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, well, that, that's imagine thinking your vote still counts when you've got two unelected prime ministers or whatever they call them. Unelected head of state in <laughs> King Charles as well. It's amazing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. See, definitely right. still matters though. We fought for our right to vote. No, you fought for the illusion of the right to vote. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah, so you fought for your right to vote. New slash, you lost. Yeah, because <laughs> it was never on the table. Look what yeah. you could have won. But basically, sleight of hand, mate. But Sunak, right, Sunak, who who does look like Roland Rat, for people around the world, Google Roland Rat, it's uncanny. Um, he's one of those people, like all politicians, that you know he's telling the truth. Uh, sorry, you know he's lying because his lips are moving. He's one of them, right? This week he told the truth, right, which is, was staggering to me. He stood on stage and he said, men are men and women are women and you can't change sex. You know, you you, you, you just... You know, it's a biological fact. And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. And he's getting pelters. Of course he is. And it made me laugh because he's getting pelters from mainstream media journalists. And I'm looking at it going, I'm expecting Stonewall to be going bonkers because they are bonkers. But the mainstream are... You know, they're saying the quiet bit out loud a lot now. And so this whole kind of, you know, morphing of the genders and all this nonsense is, is, is obviously it's been an agenda from fucking 
God knows how long. How was it, Richard? Doctor Richard Day was that 1969? He's talking about 1969, that. 1969, but also the uh, the old Anunnaki and Nephilim were up for it. They liked a little bit of non-binary. Well up bumming. for it. Yeah. For it. But um, yeah. So he, he's made that statement, and um, he's getting pelters. And I, I did reply to Kay Burley, who's a mainstream journalist. He was like, "You're literally giving him pelters the one time, the one time he's actually said something that's factually accurate." Yeah. How the times he chats shit. See, this is in, this is interesting, and I've looked at this. I um the switching over the good 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 cop bad cop scenario. So he's obviously switched sides because he needs to be the baddie and the goodie. Think pro wrestling, um here. So obviously you've got Keir Starmer on the other side, and he's had to switch over to the other side because they can't both be baddies because you no. just don't care who wins. So someone has to play the goodie. So in my opinion, he's swapped roles here for a little while. Oh, um, they are massively gearing for a Labour government, aren't they? That's what they want. So you, you, generally the, the media would back, or at least the, the so-called right-wing media would back the Conservative Party, and you'd have your left-wing media back in the Labour Party in the UK. situation would be exactly the same in the States, of course. But then what happens is generally people vote Conservative in this country, if we're honest. If you look at certainly my lifetime, our lifetime, it's mainly been conservatives absolute lion's share of it and but then what has to happen really to get labor in is is the the right-wing media has to has to bait and switch mm. and that's what happened with blair blair got in because rupert murdoch who is as right-wing as they come basically went we're backing blair and so the the sun and the daily mail and all that went and backed new labor which got new labor in and you can see that they're doing the same now but it's switched, though, isn't it? Because if you look at some of the Murdoch papers, they are kind of anti-ULES and anti a lot of the stuff. Do you think that that's just to get that person in and, that, and then they're going to switch back again? Yeah, because he plays both sides, doesn't he, yeah. Doc? He, he always has done. He's, he's always done that. He, 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 he you know, if you, if you look at, you say you look at the Daily Mail, you look at Talk TV they might have pushed back a little bit on COVID. They might have half mentioned the vaccine. I think the Daily Mail half mentioned Medazolam. But then he's also owned Sky News, which is as Rona as it came, as as lockdown as it came, it is as gender fucked up as it comes, is as pro-Ukraine as it comes, and is the one that's now pushing massively the return of the Rona. And the guy's got both sides. You know, yeah. That's what he does, isn't it? Well, we, I just did a podcast last week, and we got to talk about them, haven't we? Um, with um, a gentleman called Ronnie Thomas, who's the director of the Kabbalion film, and we, one of the hermetic principles is pol polarity, and that's what that is. They need the two ends of the spectrum to be able to play them off against each other. Now the left have gone so off the cliff mental, anything right of that, which is, means you're just on the cliff and not jumped off with the rest of the lemmings, means you're right wing, or you would be if the rest are down in the pit rolling around on each other. Well, traditional liberals, traditional leftists are right-leaning now with the way that, that, that it shifted so much. Well, that's the point. The Even the terms have switched and the polarities have been pulled apart. So the whole kind of construct of how people's minds work, and remember you've got left brain, right brain here, so they're switching, the, they're rewiring people's brains. That's exactly what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And then on, on an absolute crude base level, you, you own... The, the restaurant on one side of the road where, you know, no foreigners are welcome. 
and then you own the the restaurant on the other side of the road which is covered in refugees welcome flags and lgbtq flags and people go i'm not eating in there it's disgusting horrible racist bunch i'm going in here mm. and then decide to go ah fucking a bunch of fucking bloody child mutilating lot fucking you know close the borders i'm eating over here instead Fucker owns both of them. Well, the funny you should say that because that exact scenario happens, and I can't remember, it's, it's near Kings Lynn, I believe, somewhere. These roadside cafes owned by brothers, either side of, literally either side of the road, and they're different. And apparently they had a fallout like 20 years ago, and so the other one built a calf on the other side, like a roadside calf, and they're brothers. And, I, and, and you see the same thing there. Honestly, it's actually a real thing. This is basically like the Norfolk version of Adidas and Puma. Yeah, yeah, but roadside calves, greasy spoons. A slightly smaller scale. Yeah. Right. Baps. Yeah. Yeah, Baps is on one side. Baps and flaps. Baps one side, rolls the other. You choose. You decide. So that's what he's done then. So he's basically said the truth. And um, then got pelters from them. I think, obviously, the guy's about as trustworthy as a, a, a 2 a.m. fart. But he's um, he's flip-flopping. This is just character. He's yeah. changed the character. He's changed the side to push along those polarities because you can't have both. Both people can't be baddies. What you're saying, seeing, Rich, as well, is, is people confuse. Because we're told the whole time that sex and gender aren't the same thing, right? And then those same people that say sex and gender aren't the same thing then completely confuse it with his statement because he used the word sex, he didn't use the word gender. Yeah. And we shouldn't get bullied into believing that people can be any sex they want to be. They can't. A man is a man and a woman is a woman. That's just common sense. No, you can't change your sex. No. If you want to change your gender, as in like just fill out something differently on a form, decide that you want to call yourself Davinda rather than David, and wear a dress or whatever, like fucking just fill your boots, man. I don't really give, I just don't really give a shit. Just, you know, don't, don't make it law for me to go along with it. But I you, won't. Yeah. But I won't, but you do what you like. Cause if it lives your best life, then who the fuck am I telling you not to go do thing, whatever. Um, as long as it doesn't negatively affect others. And that's, the, that's how it should always be. But in terms of sex, actually changing your sex as in X, Y chromosomes, you, that, no, like that, you you can't actually do that. Yeah, gender is a con is a social construct. If, if I want to put it the way that the the internet tells me it is, it's um, a social construct. It's a way of understanding the way we uh, interact with each other. So yeah, you can change that, um, but that's not changing your sex. It doesn't mean you're no. a woman. It just that's... means yeah, and we all know that. You can I mean... be a feminine, or you can be a masculine woman. That's absolutely fine. You can, you can, whatever. But that doesn't change the fact that the sex is what the sex is, because you can't actually change that. Because if you know, it's the it's the whole thing of like, because this one like actor came out with the fact that he was like gender social. He was talking about Sunak. Gender social construct. Blah 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 blah. There's big spectrum of it. You know, blah blah. To expect someone to live by your, you know, um, basically strict guidelines, your strict rules is immoral and it's like anti-human you know, rights or whatever, qualities that, whatever shit they're talking about. So, but that's not what's being said. No, it's not telling people how to live their lives. It's just saying that you can't, if you're a man, you can't become a woman, not sex. You, you yeah. can't physically become one. That's impossible. And I said, I replied to the guy, I was like, if, if gender and all this is a social construct and it's not in any way related to anatomy, why does cutting your cock and balls off a firm what you believe to be? Surely it doesn't matter. Yeah. Surely it doesn't matter. And they, you know, these people never answer. Because they don't. Because they don't. It fries their brain. 
But if it's if it just comes down to the fact that you know, oh no no no, that's right. He's had his bits removed. He's had his cock and balls removed. So he's a woman now. All right, okay. So I live in near farmland. I'm looking at farmland now. If I fall into a combine harvester and my cock and balls end up in it, am I a woman now? That's very very like tart. You've done well there. If it's just your cock and balls have gone in it. Oh yeah, I I went back very quickly. I bang the head then. Um, but do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because if that if I did fall into a combine harvester and you know heaven forbid, then um, it doesn't change any of my cells. It's a constant problem around here. To be fair, I imagine it is. Yeah. People chucking themselves in it. I'm done with it. Yeah, yeah. They've got and then prices have gone up on ferry liquid down the road. I'm done with it. Straight in the combine harvester. Sixteen yeah, a week. Down there. Yeah. Oh, who's on your show this next week? This week they're just gone. Um, James Raguski was on to talk about the World Health Organization's pandemic treaty and how basically people are overlooking the amendments to the current um, legislation more than the treaty itself. It's a bit of a look over here, look at the big treaty when the amendments are actually um, going on sly. So that was very interesting and, you know, slightly concerning. Um, we had a woman called um, Deborah Yule, who is a former San uh, Senate con uh, candidate. It's easy for me to say. In Australia, she um, again was talking about the pandemic treaty because she's behind a, an organisation or the Australian arm of that organisation, which is um, getoutofthewho.com, I think. Um, similar vibe. We had Dr. Brian Ardis. He is he is loving this Venom stuff, man. He is mm. not letting Venom stuff. He really isn't. Yeah, that was an interest. I watched it last night and um, much of it, in my opinion, I, I don't agree with a lot of it. A hundred mile an hour to take all that information is difficult enough already. But it's certainly interesting. Yeah, that was my attitude towards it. You know, because he said to me at the end, he goes, you didn't get a word in then, did you? I was like, that's fine. Like, that's sort of, they're not listening for me. You're they're listening for you. Um, but again, you know, his theories are as good as anyone else's. Why not? Let's just listen to him. That's the whole point, freedom of speech. I was the same as you. There's certain bits I'm thinking, okay, um, but I don't know. And so because I don't know, you know, I'm welcoming other people's opinions. What I do respect him for is that he went in with that theory, got absolute pelters and then was undeterred. He still carried on. Yeah. Carried on and, 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 and expanded it. And so I find that, you know, I respect anyone that, that stands up for their own truth and don't give a shit if they get pelters. Um, and then we we also had uh, Morgan Jonas, who's the head of, well, the president of the Freedom Party in, in Australia. He was a really nice guy. Um, Youngish guy, I'd say. I think he's probably younger than us, but very articulate, I felt. And um, yeah, I, I liked him. I had a nice vibe off him. Um, it also dawned on me today, before we started this, Rich, that this conversation or this particular part of the show is only relevant to iconic members. Yeah, it means fuck all to anyone on Spotify. So if you're listening on Spotify, me and Rich also do this show on a <laughs> called Iconic. Yeah. Which we're chatting about other stuff. Yeah, iconic.com, you can see that Gareth show every Thursday night. Uh, mine goes out on a Wednesday. It's called Classified this week. I well the week just gone, so it's just gone out now. Um it, it is Ronnie who is the film director of the Kabbalion, and the Kabbalion is a book about hermetic principles, the seven hermetic principles, and the kind of the the chat that we have is about the fact that it is the mystery around it isn't real, but does that really affect the actual information? A little bit like well, you remember all the kind of like the the stories and the mythology about the Blair Witch Project. People didn't know if it was a real thing or not. Um, obviously, that was completely fake. Um, but this, the principles within this book 
are hermetic principles. It's just me. The dressing is it was written by someone and it wasn't actually written by them and it's older than it's supposed to be. And but it does it really affect the actual principles within it. And we discussed that. Um, there's a lot of truth in fiction, so it's a it's a good one to listen to, especially if you don't know much about hermeticism um, and how that ties into Freemasonry as well. Um, so yeah, we dive into that head first. Interesting. Go on then, give us your first one, Taff, mate. Um, let's have a look. This made me laugh. Penny. Penny's all upset about um, about a Florida Senate committee. Um, she says, the amount of people not understanding this is going to be used to kill trans and queer people. It's making her lose her mind. And I do believe that's a her, but I've, you never be sure. She's making her lose her mind about this. So, breaking... Florida Senate committee has unanimously passed a bill that will give the death penalty to those who commit sexual crimes against children. So what? Okay. Um, I mean, I don't agree with the death penalty. I'll put that out there. No, I don't either. But I have done. I don't think anyone should have the ability to take a life, um, no matter what someone's done. Um, I also think that, you know, there are miscarriages of justice and people get released from prison after 20, 30 years, 40 years sometimes. Good luck. Good luck releasing someone from death um, if they turn out to not be guilty. So, you know, never been a fan of death penalty. But but how has this become about trans and I hate the word queer as well because it was offensive and now all of a sudden it's all right. I don't understand. Well, it just meant a little bit confusing. That's what it meant when we were younger. The amount of people not understanding this is going to be used to kill trans and queer people is making me lose my mind. So the fact that they're going to um, give the death penalty to sexual crimes against children is somehow going to lead to the culling and killing of trans people and queer people. Are they... I mean... Okay, are they are they pressed on this to expand on why they believe that 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 is going to happen? No, they're, no, they're not. Read. It's just a, it's just a tweet. Um, Penny, um, obviously quite confused it, about it all. I wrote that it was two plus two equals world on fire. That's basically what it is. It's like, oh my god. Um, I don't know if she's thought about what she said, but that made me laugh. Um, this is where we are. That's that's a grown adult that thinks that. Given the death penalty, again, that we don't agree with, to sexual crimes against children, anybody, not obviously, just that that is horrific, obviously. Um, but she somehow managed to think that that is going to lead to the culling and killing of trans and queer people. Um, how she's connected the two is worrying. And it's worrying that she's even connected the two because it's like, well, are you saying that well, these people are involved in that too? I think also... Some people have got to such a point of um, victimhood and, and victim status. A lot of it perpetuated by the media and your, um, certainly within this realm, your activist groups like your mermaids and your stonewalls and your pink news and all this lot that are, are basically telling anyone. I mean, if, if I wasn't, you know, savvy and world, world, I say worldly wise, but, you know, well-traveled and, you know, I'm, you know, in my early forties and I've sort of seen life a bit and I've, been around a bit um and i was a young person coming out as gay confused about my gender maybe suffering from gender dysphoria or whatever if i listened to these types i would think everyone is me dead like i would i would fear like all you ever hear me you know in jones the fucking pillsbury doughboy came out with it the other day didn't he the most marginalized and uh, marginalized and attacked group 
in the world and all this kind of stuff referring it's to hyperbole nonsense true. Well, true. people don't certainly in this country in the in the in the most part people don't give a fuck That's and if someone if, if someone walks into a mall shopping center whatever who is quite clearly you know a lad in a skirt you might go oh because it's different you would notice that Right, and, that's, and and then you just carry on. Yo, yeah, I'll have some Millie's cookies, please. You just carry on. Like no one gives a shit. They help me when I'm horny. Calm down. But, but that is the same as anything, because people are always drawn to something that is unusual to them. And a man in a dress is generally, you know, one in every so many people. It's quite a rarity, so you will notice it. But but no one looks at it and goes, "All oh, right, well, I'm going to have to stab that in a minute." <laughs> They don't give a shit. So there you go. I bet that's going to lead to um, lead to the uh, culling and um, death penalty of child abusers. Not sure this... how you leaped from that to that. There you go. Well, there you go. Be, they would have read the story, like every story, and because it's coming out of Florida, it's DeSantis, so it's it's re- Republican. So they hate the story already. They have to find a problem with it. If Biden had, had announced it, they'd be fucking clapping like seals because that's how tribalistic these people are. So they would look at that and go, right, I need to find a problem with that. How do I find a problem with that? How can I relate something that's completely unrelated to me about – how can I make it about me? That's it. And, and how I'm actually in danger. Not bothered about the kids. But, but that's the point. You've hit the nail on the head there. How can I make it about me? Look how virtuous I am. That's all that it is. It isn't about anything that's in that. It's about them see, using these labels and these – categories to seem virtuous she just got herself confused as to how that actually works which is quite sad yeah but it's, it, it happens all the time and it's you know because we'll talk about probably lawrence fox later with, with that whole thing which has gone kind of crazy but obviously he he got um let's talk about that now let's do that one well obviously he's just been a, a arrested you know but 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 before that whole thing with the ules cameras and the blade runners thing started Obviously, he was he was getting fired from GB News because of his, his comments about this this Ava woman, whatever her name is. And he went on a bit of a rant about her. We spoke about it last week. But the actual background to it was her and on a panel um, on ITV, I think, where um, or it might have been BBC, where a um, an author is in. He's written this book about lads, basically, you know, young lads. And it comes to a part of it where he's talking about the fact that suicide is the big biggest killer of men under 50 in this country, which is staggering. I'm saying that there are specific issues that men face that might warrant specific attention. I mean, literally, the biggest killer of, of men under 50 is suicide. That is an arresting statistic, and if that doesn't warrant specific attention, mental health is an umbrella issue. I have to say that is also because women are unsuccessful. That is a lot of... That is feeds into that statistic. But if it... um, and Ava then very quickly makes it about women... Um, even... It's insane. Sorry to interrupt, but it, it's what? absolutely insane. Even saying that men committing suicide at a higher rate like that, very much the biggest killer of men under 50, um, is probably because men are more successful than women. What? The, the what? How did you tie that one up in your mind? And then the other woman, who I don't know who she is, but she seems like a right vile wench. She goes, um, she's had that face like a bulldog chewing a wasp. And she was like, um, you know, then starts talking about the gender pay gap and the patriarchy and the way that women are. Mis- and you're like, 
Got and to do with men's suicide. Interesting that sometimes the arguments tend to throw it but back. But who was doing all on... the work during COVID? You know, a lot of the time, if you looked into people's households, it was the women who were taking on the laundry, the school, uh, the school care, all but, of that. But, but all, I'm not disputing any of that. Well, I'm saying that there are specific issues that men face that might warrant specific attention. I don't understand. Like we have this whole discussion about how men don't talk. Men don't voice their problems. Men are very much less likely to pick up the phone to a friend when they're really struggling. If a woman's really struggling, generally, they will pick up the phone to a friend and will voice, you know, I'm really struggling mentally. They will talk more. And so, therefore, they talk through their problems more, which is probably part of the reason why they don't kill themselves as often. Yeah, we just, men just send each other, like, like links to stupid clips on Twitter or, or yeah. Instagram. Exactly. People yeah. don't talk about their problems and, and, and stuff to the point, And it's obviously become such an issue at the moment that there's adverts all over the radio say um, about male suicide saying, uh, you know, because lads tend to be in WhatsApp groups where they'll talk about football or banter, as you've just said. And it's saying, you know, so and so is a bit quiet in the group chat. I think you should reach out to them. You know, they've not commented for a couple of days now and little things like that. And so you've got a position where right, men don't talk enough. And then a guy comes onto a national TV show and he starts talking about it, and the two women. I think that it feeds into the culture a little bit. This minister for men argument, like in my mind, I think there should be a minister for mental health, which would be all encompassing. I mean, you've got something like seven million children waiting for prescriptions for mental health at the moment. It's a crisis that's endemic throughout the country, not specific to men. And I think you know a lot of ministers kind of bandy this about to sort of, I'm sorry, but make an enemy out of women. Just dismiss it. But not as bad as women then. It's not as bad as women then. And he's sat, he's sat there, isn't he? He's like, see, this is why men don't talk about their problems. Yeah, he's completely right. But what, what a good point to bring up here is then, in, in terms of someone who produces shows and what we do for a actual living, why would you invite, knowing these two women, to speak like that openly on their Twitter? They're clearly not right in the head, but also clearly that way inclined. Why would you invite them on a panel show to talk about male suicide, knowing the way they actually are? Because wokers hate men. But why would the, the yeah, producers? Simple as that. They fucking hate us. <laughs> they hate us. So, but um, I don't mean the actual guests. I mean the producers are inviting these people on as guests. Why yeah, for would that you... reason. One, because they don't like men. Because, you know, within these industries, fucking hell, good luck. And also because they know that it's going to cause problems. They know that these women are going to say things that people in their right mind will find abhorrent and outrageous which is what Lawrence so, did yeah and so it will get clicks and it will escalate and it will cause more division because most women don't think like those two they don't thank god you know I, well exactly and that was Lawrence's point wasn't it that men aren't going to want to shag people these fourth wave feminists that think like this it's outrageous but didn't she say something like another comment about um sexual assault afterwards so like that was a different thing. Was it a was, different interview? Was it saying she wanted? Basically, another woman was on there was saying that she's got two teenage lads and they're terrified right. of, you know, dating, going home with a girl, do whatever, because you know you, everyone's terrified of being accused of this, of being accused of that. And Ava said, "Yes, yeah, yeah, that's how it should be. Boys should be terrified. Men should be terrified." About the terror that if you touch. In the wrong place at the wrong time, you may find that your whole life is destroyed. See, I and like that's far terror. too much. Well, I, I, I like that. As a I mother think of a teenage boy, I don't like really? that. Really? That's the thing I've ever heard. I awful. think that men should be frightened. I think to you touch feel differently if you were, not if you were. with. So, all Lawrence has said were men would, who would want to go home and 
shag that. Like, yes, he hasn't picked the right word. The terminology is not the brightest thing to do, obviously. But, like, why would... She's clearly mentally ill. So someone like her, you would be afraid to to go with. She, to me, she's, she's all the hallmarks of someone with a personality disorder. And okay. be it from someone who's been with someone with a diagnosed personality disorder, borderline, she, she, she just cartwheels it across the screen. Oh, completely, yeah. And she's she has milked this thing to death. The cow is dead. Rotting. Inside out. Same. It's like, you know, like, and she was saying, bearing in mind for people at home, she uses that term all the time. Not going to shag your mate. And I even found one where she, where someone was sticking up for Lawrence. This is long before any of this, where she says Lawrence isn't going to shag you, mate. I know, I saw it. Yeah. So, so you can, you, and then, but then when it happens to you, she's outraged and she's trying to process it. And the hardest part was telling her father. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm really hurt by it. I am. I'm, yeah, I'm shocked by it, actually. I'm shocked that it went out. And I'm shocked that... Actually, do you know, this is the sort of talk that you, you worry that men have about you when you're not in the room. There's always sort of a worry in the back of your mind, which is, are people actually interested in what I'm saying or what I'm doing, or are they just looking at me for physically? Like, hardest part is that you could... It's, it's classic borderline behaviour, classic. Do They do it, they gaslight people into it, and then blame them exactly for exactly the same... Well, Hitler used to do the same thing. Um, it's like the, the same behaviour. It's excuse them exactly of what you're doing yourself. Exactly, and also how to be a victim. So what? So what are you? You're, I don't know what your credentials are, but you're being rolled out and paid handsomely to sit in front of a camera and chat shit. You, you've probably got a very nice house. You live in London, so you can afford a hell of a lot fucking more than most people. Um, your life's all right. Yeah. But you get now, you get to be a victim. Yeah. You're not a victim, mate. Someone said some hurty words that, that you feel are hurty words. Gives a shit. Lawrence Fox gets hurty words on every single tweet. The, the, the day after, his, his friend and former acting colleague, the one that played Dumbledore, died. He put a real heartfelt memorial to him, to his friend and former colleague. The comments underneath it. And you're like, hang on a minute. And then on Times Radio, this woman said, oh, yeah, Lawrence Fox is a dick. Yeah, oh, so I, saw you're... It. I heard that, yeah. That's fine, is it? No, exactly. Okay. Okay. And you've got his dick comments going well she didn't say it on live tv like have some common sense what does it yes, matter does it matter live tv it's not live tv if you watch it later on you know it's like <laughs> it's these little kind of excuses need to be done away with and pulled apart and going you're mental and the, the whole getting in discussions with these people is like what's the point well, there is no point, no. There is no point. There's absolutely no point. Um, we've we've got a theme appearing, unfortunately, as well. I'm looking down my um down my WhatsApps, and <laughs> there is a theme. Of, but there we go. Right. Go, go on. on. You, you'll go. Okay. So Nazis. Oh, nice. we so we had um. Let's get onto the Nazis. They're everywhere, as we're soon finding out. Um, they're crawling out of the woodwork. Funnily enough, they were never in the woodwork. They just changed their uniform. So last week we had the um, Nazi um, applauded in the Canadian Parliament um, by Ukrainian um, Zelensky and Canadian... Um, well, I say Canadian. Um, Trudeau. Um, they absolutely knew who he was. I've just done an interview with Warren Thornton, Thornton, who was arrested for malinformation, which means telling the truth that might hurt someone. <laughs> It's just insane. So um, he was never charged with anything like in terms of because it's just nonsense. 
but um, it was all about scaring people about reporting the truth, and that's the truth. Um, so he pointed out that, that basically that's a Nazi. He did all the research, and you can see that they knew who it was, down to the point where the son of the, that Nazi officer, his a company that he worked for, called Red Mill, I believe it was, but you have to check that, um, sent um, a donation, an early donation, to the head of the speaker of the room, the head. So he knew who exactly were. They all knew who exactly was. He even had a website talking about all the stuff he'd done as well, which is amazing, which is so they knew anyway so .com. when you're starting to start, yeah nazi.com so they um so they called you start to see that these people are absolutely everywhere there's evidence everywhere elon musk's named after a, a character in a book written by a nazi scientist um so this is didn't come in any surprise nazi membership card proves holland's prince bernard in charge of dutch residents forces in 1944 joined hitler's party despite his repeated denials until the day he died <sighs> these people are Nazis, they never went away, and that's my point, is that they, they, they still are here, and you're starting to see it all crawl out now, because the behaviour is, is, you can't deny the behaviour, so he admitted to being part of two Nazi organisations, <laughs> just two, Gareth, I was only part of two, the five-a-side football team, and um the, and the, the uh, lacrosse team as well, Nazi lacrosse, I mean, lacrosse is, you know, yeah. It's very Nazi, isn't it? Um, including Hitler's notorious parliamentary group, the SS, but argued that initial participation was a necessity and later went on to lead elements of the Dutch resistance forces after the royal family fled to Britain. So you're saying they made me. I had to. You didn't. I had to join. Yeah, I had to. <laughs> but yeah. I didn't. And then, and then I was lucky enough to escape to another German royal family in, in, in Britain. Yeah, yeah. But in 1996, um, great year for the um, European Cup, um, researchers Gerard Alders at the Dutch Institute for War Studies uncovered a copy of his party membership card in a US university archive, sparking major speculation over his Nazi affiliations that dogged the Prince years later. Um, and then they found confirmation of it in his own files once he died. So this is the royal fa Dutch royal family, which is the same as the, the royal family, which aren't even English. Obviously, most people know that now. Who also are seen on video, the Queen, of all people, um, giving Nazi salutes. We know these people are connected. We know the Rothschilds are the bankers for the royal family. The Nazis never went away. They took off the Hugo Boss um, uniforms and um, basically went to work in Parliament. Um, and, uh, yeah, so... More more evidence that the uh, Nazis never went away. They were always there and still are today, and that's what you're seeing. That's why it all looks a bit Nazi-like. Why is Bernard... Why, why has he kept his membership card? Because <laughs> you, know, you can't get in. Like, he's denying it forever. Once once he knows he's on his way out, here, love, can you destroy that? No, that'd be fine. No one will find it. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, maybe that's part of it. It's just kind of like a little kind of up yours, look how I was all along. Fooled yeah. you. Right. So carrying on the, the theme of the sort of gender stuff, um, because and this is the last one, because I don't want it to solely become about that. I don't want people to think that we're picking on them. Um, but obviously, when you can self-determine your own gender and whatever, we've repeatedly pointed out the fact that that is, that is obviously going to be exploited and it's massively being exploited in sports and stuff like that. Um, cycling and swimming and various other um, sports now. 
But this one made me laugh, right? Because this is just someone who isn't who isn't um, non-binary using right, right. self ID. So the headline was um, was was basically women left furious after men took over a woman in tech a women in tech event, right? So there's an event in Australia um, where they will be celebrating women that work in tech and handing out awards and various things. It's quite expensive. I think it's about a thousand bucks a uh, ticket, which is a bit mental. Um, and a lot of women wanted these tickets. But then men who wanted to attend because they wanted to be part of the event noticed that there was a little bit of small print that said women and non-binary, right? Fucking sorted then, isn't it? Yeah. So the first uh, line of the story reads, attendees at the Grace Hopper Celebration Conference were left furious after men lied about being non-binary and took up space. <laughs> Obviously. Because it's going to happen. It's always going to happen. So also, when, they, when the there was the toilet break, what happened? Well, if I was a man at an event who was pretending to be a woman or, or non-binary, I suppose non-binary doesn't matter, but if I was pretending to be a woman... I would then pretend to be a man again at the time I needed the toilet because women's toilet queues are always mental, aren't they? Yeah, that's the only excuse. I mean, you don't mind going in there and seeing a bit of lady parts. It's the queuing up that's the issue. Balls to that. <laughs> Literally balls to that. That's ridiculous. So they're on the stage getting their award for tech, whatever that means, and they're like, hang on a minute, I can hear some really heavy clapping coming from the back of the room. Doof, doof, doof. Yeah. Non-binary, yeah. mate. Six of them. It's unbelievable, isn't it? But yeah. it's just, it's, but it's funny because it's like, well, this was obviously what was going to happen, and it's not funny for the women who, who obviously then, do you know what I mean, are, are losing places. Um, but it just sort of makes a mockery of the whole of the whole thing, and just shows it for just the idiocy this is. So they, but they were in the audience. They weren't actually winning awards. These people. No, they weren't actually winning awards, but they were taking the place of of women because it was a limited number of uh, people that could attend the event. So there's a lot of women that wanted to attend that weren't allowed because there were non-binary people there instead. But they weren't. They were just lads. It's just a joke, isn't it? As a millionaire, then why can't I go into the bank and get a big hefty loan? That's a good point. You got any? Have you got any collateral? To like to put down. I'm a millionaire, mate. Is that enough? Well, it is. We, we need to see it. Well, that sounds like you're a bit bigoted, mate. I've just told you I'm a millionaire. That's yeah. enough. You just you enough. don't. Yeah. Stop harassing me. Yeah. Stop, get yes. your hands off me. Mister. People that identify as millionaires are actually one of the most targeted marginalised groups. I'll have you know. So I'll have them. Thanks. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, I'll go straight to the paper. Yeah, no, Rich, where the bank manager's like, this is going to fucking bankrupt me, but I'm t t terrified. Yeah. What are you te terrified of? Going bankrupt. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know if this guy attended, because maybe he did attend, and maybe that's why this happened. A drunk Conservative Party... This is news, by the way, in Manchester. A drunk Conservative Party delegate urinated in a pricey plant pot at Manchester's Midland Hotel before falling and smashing it. That's news. Wow. 
Uh, a pricey one. Tory conference turned out to be an expensive do for the party member who couldn't wait to spend a penny. He was at the Four Star Hotel, Four Star, why is that important, on Peter Street on Monday evening, October the 2nd, after enjoying several drinks with Party Faithful. Faithful. Um, yeah, where are we? Da, da, da. Uh, in the foyer is an expensive pot to piss in in which a tree is planted to add a touch of class and sophistication to the entrance of the city's most iconic hotel. The gallet, the gallet, the delegate chose to urinate in the pot. Drunk, he then fell, smashing the vase, thought to be worth several thousand pounds, not when you're pissed. Well, pissed on it, aren't you? Um, the the aftermath was witnessed by a group of senior emergency services officers. What are they doing there? What are they doing there? As well, it was the lad on the floor covered in piss and bits of China. Not the country. We yeah. were in the vicinity carrying out a safety and risk assessment. That's lucky, isn't it? Yeah. I bet. Well, in that pot, we're in. Bi- oh, <laughs> just carrying. How safe and risk assessment is it? Can you put down? Don't if you if you pissing in pot may cause cuts and bruises um so they carried out the risk assessment uh, recce around the area around the conference center the, de- the delegate was not arrested i would have been and you would have been yeah the men understood under the men m-e-n it's apparently an acronym for something oh, it says the manchester evening news arena isn't it oh okay understands the man agreed to the settle former, with the hotel the former it's former great central railway station Oh, okay. I don't think that means the paper, actually. Um, the Manchester Evening News, yeah. Understands the man agreed to settle with the hotel and cover the cost of Davidge in piss. That's a few quid, then. He's always got a few quid. A guy called Charles Trubshaw um, designed the Midland Hotel in Manchester. Did he, he ever the, think that someone's going to piss in his pot? Of the uh, Midland Railway. A little, yeah. little bit of fact for you back home. <laughs> Can have oh, yeah. that. So there That's you go. Conservatives are getting pissed up and pissing in pots in Manchester. Wouldn't have it any other way. Um, do you see Just Stop Oil um, stormed Le Miserable? Right? Yeah. I've said this for a long time. They'll go into Waitrose, won't they? And they'll smash shit up. And they'll pour milk on the floor or whatever bollocks these different activists. And you'll never see them go into a corner shop. You know, with a big burly guy who owns it, family lives upstairs trying to make ends meet and chucks shit on the floor. They won't do that because they'd be going home in ambulance. That's the whole point, isn't it? So they only pick posh shit. So they've chosen Le Miserable. Right? So they, they've gone on the stage and caused a problem. But then when, when there was a news um, piece about it, they, they decided to speak, you might have seen this, to an activist called Zoe Cohen. Right? And honestly, it's incredible. How do you explain your inaction? How do you explain it? Everyone here, all the presenters that we talk to, how do you explain your inaction? How much longer are you going to keep this journalistic objectivity up until the water's lapping at your ankles, until your own kids haven't got food? How long? Get her an Oscar. Oh. She, she basically starts crying. She's doing that at the producers, cameramen or whatever as the TV show's going out. You know, it's literally Flanders' wife in from The Simpsons. How worse does it have to get? How many kids have to die? How many more young people have to do this stuff? I don't know what else to say, Anna. Why aren't you on the streets with us? That's all I can say. Will anyone think of the children? Yeah. 
you know, will no one just think of the children? There's no tears. It's probably all very well, Matt Hancock. It's, it's real dry. kind of. Meh. And I just looked at it and I laughed at first because it is funny. And then I just thought to myself, actually, I kind of feel sorry for her really because she's got one of two things. Either she's a mentalist who has been basically mentally damaged by all of this propaganda and she actually believes the world is going to end and she actually believes that our children are all going to get boiled to death. And so her tears, while looking quite crocodile-like, are actually coming from a place, place of genuine terror, in which case I sympathise for her because she's just been mentally abused. Or she has been so hoodwinked into this climate cult that she will happily go onto a national TV show and make herself like a, look like a complete bellend to force through the point of World Gone Dire, in which case I feel sorry for her as well. I think it's more my personal opinion because of the fact there's no tears there. And for someone with an A-level in performing arts, um, he, uh, uh, she looked like the second one was probably more likely. But who knows? Who knows? She she does look like that kind of um, library assistant. She does, yes. Who who's d- had the difficult choice between dyeing her hair or allowing it to go grey, but then cutting it short. Yeah. 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 With long grey hair, she feels like, oh, no, that's going to age me, so I'll go for the short grey. Yep, and then she smells like... She just but, smells of old books. Old books and incense. Yeah, that's that's it, yeah. She, she sits at home and she's got 16 cats and they um they all lick her face. Um, <laughs> I wonder where that was going. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I chose to go take the high road there. And speaking like of that. the high road, crisis hit Scotland. See that? That was actually really... I'm proud. High road up there, isn't it? Proud of that. Um, Crisis Hit Scotland Health Board announces reparation scheme to atone for historical links to slave trade. Imagine yeah. running out, we've got no money, got no money, we can't even afford the nurses and the doctors and everything, really. We're pretty much even the canteen's empty. Um, but what's that? We've got to pay for reparations for the trade, the slave trade. What do you mean, slave trade? Um, and we'll, so they will make a formal apology to people of African descent. Everybody, even so, the, even the killers and the and the and the abusers and the child abusers, like everyone, just everyone. Apologize to people that weren't slaves for things that didn't happen to them, and then maybe give them a few quid. Me thinks so, that they might be trying to skint the NHS on purpose. Um, and sign an agreement to imp- um, sorry an agreement to improve um, health in Jamaica. <laughs> the Scottish is like, well, did you want to um, did you want to give that money to them? No, they, they um, no. Send them some, some tatties. Send them some, some potato scones over there, man. <laughs> NHS Lothians, um, Royal Infirmary of Edinburgh. So yeah, Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah, benefited from the modern equivalent of almost forty million. Pounds from slavery through ownership of a Caribbean plantation in the 18th century. Oh. So, so, okay, so we've spoken about this before, how the word slave comes from the word Slavs, who were the original slaves or, or the original documented slaves. I think they were taken by, by, by Muslim groups, actually, going back to, was it the 12th century? I think that's where the name slave comes from, Slavs. Um, so when are we going to give them some money? 
after we've paid these ones off, mate. Oh, okay. If there's any money left, we'll, 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 chuck, we'll chuck it over to Eastern Europe. Yeah, we just give it away. Yeah. As long as it's not being paid like for anything in the UK, because that's where we're trying to hollow out to fit oh, yeah, in this new system. Also, if we're in the subject of slavery, slavery and you know child trafficking and um, people trafficking, which is still in, in in the millions of people a year, rather than paying someone who who actually wasn't directly affected by something, why not use that money to try and combat trafficking and slavery that is still going on now? That I don't know if I'm just a bit going a bit left field with that, Rich. I think it's a silly idea because it's only going to affect the people that um, want to push this gender through in the um, in the West. So you're only gonna you're gonna harm. I mean, they're busy. Yeah. Trafficking. That's true, and I suppose if we stop, you know, people trafficking and our, our you know, organ trafficking, maybe that might affect medical um, institutions and the ability to perform. Yeah. Um, well, me and you will have to go over there and do some do some free operations for them because they're, they're running out of money and they've got all of this this back this back bills to pay so it comes just a, a month after inspector said they had serious concerns about patient safety at the that hospital i think there's there should be concerns of patient safety at every freaking hospital honestly <laughs> well definitely there should be because yeah uh the Especially biggest look at the staff i've noticed that because i've had so many surgeries now like the nurses, half of them are outside with a fag on, mm. and, and half of them are, you know, twenty nine stone wet. They are, or they're like Strong. seventeen, as well. And you're like, like, you you are a health professional, yeah. and you're wheezing, and you took the lift, and you're still wheezing. <laughs> yeah, and you've just been jabbed. I saw you queuing up for your, your next Rona update. Okay, you see, yeah, that was that one. That just made me, like, they're running out of money. They're basically purposely skinting this planet, aren't they? Um, this planet, the West, they're, sorry. They're, skinting, they're, they're basically skinting everyone but China, <laughs> who is just laughing. Yeah. Absolutely laughing. Um, we won't be able to go to China, though, um, because, one, I don't want to, and, two, because of um, carbon passports. So this was an interesting one, because, obviously, we've been talking for a while that they were always going to move to... Um, climate lockdowns of a sort. Now, a climate lockdown doesn't necessarily mean to say, right, you're allowed to go out for one piece of exercise a day and go to the shops. Apart from that, stay at home, save lives, save the NHS. It's... And it slaves. Yeah, it can just be like, you know, you're not allowed to travel a certain distance or you're not allowed a private car or you're not allowed to fly. You're not allowed to do this, you're not allowed to do that. It still becomes a lockdown of sorts because you simply can't go places and do stuff and obviously you get called tim for hat maniac silly billy far right dangerous whatever but now they're openly talking about these carbon passports where one holiday provider was was stating that actually it's going to destroy the holiday industry and, and it will basically curb people's ability to have holidays should they introduce carbon passports and it's like, well, yeah, I've been saying that for ages. Now you're just reporting it as if, yeah, why not? Do you know what I mean? And a few people commented saying, oh, you know, it's just, I'm not getting involved. This will never happen. This is doom mongering. It's not doom mongering. They always tell you. They have to. And so they have to put these things out there. They don't just bring in carbon passports. They, they have to tell you. And that's the thing I'm getting from this whole meat tax thing. 
the Tories saying we won't introduce a meat tax. And everyone's going, oh, no one ever was going to introduce one, you stupid thing. You're just announcing things you're not going to do, but we're never going to do anyway. Just the fact that it's in conversation is for a reason. It's planting it out there. It's plant-basting it out there that there will be a, a tax on meat. Of course there will. And you will have a carbon passport and you will have a climate allowance that will be tied to your um, social credit score. So if you boop your little QR code on your phone or on your chip that's in your fucking hand and you've had too much meat that week, that fridge in Tesco's won't open for you, son. Go down there and have some halloumi. Oh, the fridge in your house won't open for you either, son. That's oh, how yeah. close it's getting. You're, you're going to be a prisoner in your own home because if you can't use anything, you can't get into anything, then it's pointless, it's useless to you. You're a prisoner in your own home. These people don't seem to realise that when they say, oh, that was never going to happen, is that, what do you mean never going to? We're not at the end yet. They're testing as to when they can get away with it, basically. Yeah, and, you know, you, if I'd said to you after things they pulled through Rona three, four years ago, you'd have laughed at me and said they'll never do that. The, the fact is they won't do that if there's resistance to it. And the only way there'll be resistance to it is if you know it's coming or potentially yeah. coming. And where's and so leading? Attitude of, like, oh, it's doom-mongering. It's not. I'm not doom-mongering. You know, I'm, 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 I'm not saying that the killer's going to come into the house and kill the family. I'm telling you there's someone potentially trying to get in so you can go and kick him in the fucking head. Yeah the whole point of it i'm not doom mongering i'm i'm optimistic as they come i think these bastards are going to get sent packing but they're only going to get sent packing if we know what they're planning and they always tell us of course they always tell us because they have to um it, it's it's again these people don't want to accept that the fact that it's, that it's happening do they um but at least at least joe biden's getting a nice reception um i've got i've got one called joe biden back streets back but it's actually a Somehow, I've screenshot a picture of the Pope. Much of a muchness, really, aren't they? Um, but I can tell you, I'll put the video in here. I can't say Aiden anymore because he's gone. Um, Tom. And I'll put the video in here. And, uh, yeah, basically a bunch of... How can I put it? Very lefty lovies, young people, were singing Backstreet's Back to Biden and I assume he's going to a visit to their college or something they're that young like 16, 17 and they all look very very like Dungeons and Dragons players you know those types and um, they're What's singing what do with it? well they're called they changed the words Gareth not Biden's back they did Joe Biden yeah yeah Joe Biden yeah All right. Back. All right. Absolutely singing it. And they're so happy with themselves. I mean, it's harmless, but they're happy with themselves. Like, so proud of themselves that we've, they've done this. That it's like, I kind of want to be friends with them because that little world there must be, although weird, and you spend most of your time painting tiny figures to go on a board that sometimes slip up your anus um, because you are bored. Um, but it seems like quite a nice place to be just to not know enough to think that Biden is there to help you and um, yep. sing and re and re remix a Backstreet Boys classic. It does. It is funny though, because those like Warhammer players or yeah, Dungeons and Dragons players, they would look at say a video of Kim Jong-un standing there with everyone like just doing that, like fucking completely controlled, like mentally controlled. Like I'm a robot. If I don't do this, I'm going to get shot in the head. 
and laugh and go, look at that, look how bad that is. That's outrageous. It's like, dude, you just performed the Backstreet Boys. <laughs> song. And also, you spend half your life trying to play God on a tiny board. It's the only bit of power you got, mate. It's the only bit of power you got. That's basically what it is. That's why a lot of them love Sims, because it gave them control over a life they just had no control over. To be fair, I played it, but I only really played it to try and get the man to have sex with the woman, and once I was done with that, which took about a week, I, I just moved on to Sonic the Hedgehog, and you can't... I'm trying to have sex with Sonic the Hedgehog. Did you ever burn down the house in Sims? Yes, quite a few times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So some people played Sims to try and get somewhere and build like a family. Some people like us try to cause as much fucking carnage as possible, and I'm not sure what that says about us. Nah. You... Once he shagged it, I burned the fucking house down. I don't think that's the idea of the game. I think that's how you're supposed to play Sims. Um, well, that says a lot about our intentions. Aren't you? Yeah, definitely. Okay. We're on the right side of things. I just want to see the world burn. <laughs> I want to see it well populated. I want to see you fuck each other and burn the world down. Isn't that Alistair Crowley? Yeah, basically. I don't remember Blockbuster Video having that particular film. Um, did you see Richard Branson's tweet? No. Right, you'll have to put it up, so this ain't going to work on the audio version unless you go and search it. So Richard Branson put a tweet up, basically you know, doing his virtue signalling thing. Um, trying to deter everyone away from the fact that he was having breakfast with Epstein long after he was a convicted paedophile. Um, and it's a photo of him sat with Zelensky. So he's like, you know, I'm meeting with Zelensky, you know, to, I don't know, fucking voice my unwavering support for the fight Ukrainian people. And um, it looks like he's uh, basically a henchman being told off by a toddler in a high chair. Oh, yeah, yeah. Looking at me in a way that's, what the fuck is this shit? This is not what I fucking ordered. And Branson slowly said that to me, like, yeah. I'm so sorry. That's so I'm so it's like the boss baby is telling him off. Yeah. It's like, like how many, well, I thought you wanted, like, you said you wanted 16 virgins. He's right. I'll just make a note of that next time. Next time they have to be um, all ginger. The thing is, Zelensky's not even in charge, is he? He's just of a little fucking So what he's probably pissed off about is that they're honey nut Cheerios and not just regular Cheerios. And he's literally pointed out, what is this shit? Yeah, I like not... the fact because I'm about the same height as Zelensky. I know for the fact he's sitting on a cushion there because those he's chairs as well. Sorry. Can someone get him a suit, for fuck's sake? You can, he'll wear that green fucking trackie to a wedding. Do you know how hard it is to find suits for people my height? Well, there's there's obviously the kids' section next, but, like, it's difficult. He's got his own tailor, and he surely... Can we get... A, a can brown, we get <laughs> an African one, probably. Can we get the Canadian people to donate another couple of bills so we can get this fucker in a suit, please? <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Someone get him a Hugo Boss suit. He's bouncing laying around. He's basically, yeah, it looks great, doesn't it? Yeah, he's basically got like a little fig in front of him. Um, but you can't see from the picture what he's pointing to, but it looks like he's giving him like, like a gift. He's got This is definitely not the Ark of the Covenant. It's got piss this in it. This is shit. This is shit. Shit. 
the Coven Conservative pissing it. I'm so sorry. I, I, I had to spend like two weeks in, in a balloon going around the world to try and find this. This shit. <laughs> you bring this shit to Epstein? <laughs> the butt skunk rug. I bury my mother in a butt skunk rug. <laughs> you don't even know what I'm talking about. Get out of here, English virgin. Zootropolis. <laughs> for anyone else with kids, that's I'm watching that shit. <laughs> I bet when he turned up, he's going. I t- he turned up no trousers on. He's going, but when you told me with the virgin coming, uh, you'll bring in Santa Claus with no dick. He's got no dick. Well, his name's Dick. Dick. I'm sorry, Zelensky. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a priceless artifact that I had to air balloon to Mars to get for you. This is not what I want. Not what I want. Don't talk about for Elon Musk around me. You make me angry, free speech, oh. bitch. <laughs> do this all day, actually, to be fair. Yeah. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, let's do the. Where can they get their CBD? Oh, you've got another yeah, one. That... Still got time. Um, only, 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 like, we've spoke before about how um, basically our heritage is being destroyed. The people. You're all just going, oh, that's fucking racist. No, we're not, no, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about old buildings. I'm talking about anything that is a link to the past. It's not even necessarily a, uh, you know, a, a demographic change or whatever of people coming over in dinghies. Not even going into that realm. All I'm saying is, you know, old buildings, Victorian buildings, Victorian piers, they all seem to catch fire all of a sudden. It, it, just everything My historically in this died. nation is destroyed. Exactly. And it's not even just here. You know, you look at, like, fucking Paris, the amount of things that have gone up in flames, down in Marseille as well, the ancient fucking library. Things are getting torched. Shit is happening. Culture is, is being eroded. Our link to the past. Um, and then it becomes that whole kind of he who... Can, was it he who controls the past, controls the present, he can, controls the present, controls the future, whatever. It's like, if you can go back and control that past, that can, you know, it, it's, there's lots of reasons why you would want to separate people from their background so we talked to ross broadstock about the, the history of the britons the fact that most of the people in this nation are are genetically um derived from ancient britons but we're not told that we're told that we were just a big mongrel nation that was massively um invaded and we're all descendants of vikings or or, or fucking normans or whatever and actually no no, no we're mostly britons anyway i'm going off on one so the tree that's on Hadrian's wall, you know, the one from the Robin Hood film. It's also the one that Pixel DNA made in the opening sequence of the first series of The Walk. Yep. It's an ancient yep. tree and it sits there on Hadrian's wall. It's incredible. And it gets thousands and thousands of visitors a year, which is crazy given how fucking remote it is. And it is a distinct symbol of our history and, and this nation going back into into Roman times and stuff, you know, um, that wall. And so, so someone's just turned up to find it cut down. Yeah, we posted yeah, we... this on your dad's website today. But but the thing is, like, if you've seen how chopped down it is, they've done it. It's it's a, it's a, it's a proper job. So someone, it's a big fucking huge tree. Someone's done it with a proper chainsaw, and they have to know what they're doing. And they have they've come in at the, the angle they need to come in at the angle, and it's gone down in the way that it would need to go down in a certain way. And now they're saying it's some sixteen-year-old kid, aren't they? Are they? No, yeah. that's ridiculous. Of course yeah. it isn't. 
Yeah, of course it's fucking not some kid. They've 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 made it out. Let me find this. Is the actual tree still there? Like the the top part? Oh, cut it down. Well, where the fuck is this sixteen year old kid? You put it in his in his, his bum bag? No, the tree was there. Sorry, yeah, no, it's, it's lying there. But what I mean is, it's not there. As in, it was just like they damaged it. Right. It's gone. Um, let me just put this in. So it's Robin Hood tree arrest because they, it's it's a kid. There, there we go. Sixteen, yeah. Um, so they're, they're, um, they're making it out like it's just like, you know, some act of, of vandalism from, from some kid. It's like, one, it's remote as hell. And so you're telling me that some 16-year-old kid has got these hella unbelievable skills to chop down trees and he's just decided off off of his own back. Yeah, do you know what I mean? I was going to have a couple of cigarettes illegally, but fuck it, I'll chop down an ancient tree instead and then just leave it there. Luckily, I've got my chainsaw with me. Unless he's been paid a few quid. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm not... he's done it for obvious reasons, to get rid of... Well, they're historical. And also, it's a kind of like a a symbol of a, a kick in the nuts to, to, to our history, as you say. It's a, like, yeah. it makes you feel uh, helpless, in a way. Like a, a psychological route... No pun intended, down there um, in within you makes you feel like that they're just trying to erase you in a way. Unless I'm just being overly dramatic like they were just before. It, it disconnects people from their from their roots. Yeah. You know, people want to know where they come from because it, contrib it, it contributes to their perceptions of, of who they are and what they are and where they are and what their role is within that. And so just little things like that, just eroding things, you know, at the, at the moment, like I'm out obviously doing this walking series and the amount of stuff that is, is being knocked down, mm. you know, old Victorian, Georgian, whatever, the Elizabethan fucking structures and whatever that you're just like, why the fuck would you, in what world would you not save that? In what world would you not, no, no, bang, bosh it down, bit of, bit of steel and glass. Thanks. Cheers. And also what that, so Mary Foy, Labour MP for, Durham called the act mindless vandalism but th that's why would he specifically choose that tree there's another tree up the fucking road like why would he he's specifically chosen that tree so there's obviously more to this it has to be well mindless acts of vandalism are you know spray painting a pair of tits on a, on a tree yeah not actually someone's tits or Baza was here on yeah. the side of Volkswagen fucking Passat. I mean, why, why, it's just, it just sounds like bollocks to me. Yeah, there's obviously more to it, unless he really hated, um, or Kevin Costner. Or Kevin Costner, yeah. If you really hate Kevin Costner, but at least tell us, so we understand. I, I have to say, though, from the film Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, so they're obviously fighting over in Jerusalem in the Holy Wars, right? They come back, now he's Robin of Loxley, right? Loxley, Nottinghamshire. Sherwood Forest. So he, he lands uh, at the White Cliffs of Dover, him and Morgan Freeman. It's all very iconic. And they are walking all the way to Loxley Castle, all the way to Nottingham, right? It's about 190, 200 miles. It's a fair old trek, right? So then the next scene, they're on Hadrian's Wall on the border of Scotland by that tree. And then all of a sudden they're in Nottingham. They've got up to go down. It's a hell of a fucking route. It's we're just gonna good. go the pre. We're gonna go the scenic route. Yeah. So what they've done is they've they've walked the best part of sort of 
600, 700 miles to then go back to Nottingham, which is another three, 400 south. <laughs> Should have took a compass. It must be knackered by the time he gets back. It does. It did make me laugh because yeah. I noticed it at the time because I was just a kid watching Robin and Prince of Thieves. When did that come out? Ninety four. Yeah, I read about that. Yeah. Didn't notice it at the time. I was just a kid, but um, it was on the other day, and I was just like, "Oh, mate, this is classic." I'm gonna watch this, and that was my first thought. Yeah, hang on, it's gone from Dover to fucking Northumberland. See, with and... me, that'd have been lost to me. My geography's so bad, I wouldn't have known any difference. I'd have just thought they were walking. Why are you wandering through Fetford? Like, I would half think of Morgan Freeman going, you're never going to find Andy Dufresne going up that way. No. He's not in Scotland, mate. He's on some beach in the, in the Caribbean. Does Does Morgan Freeman narrate his whole life, do you reckon? In his head, yeah. And his wife's. She hates it. When he's it. making his breakfast, he's, he's narrating it. Yeah, and his family are like, Morgan, you don't, need to, you don't need to tell us what you're doing. I can see you buttering it. It's fine. I was um, buttering my soup with my ladle and the kids came in and um, one of them tripped up, head bleeding everywhere. I know I should be doing something about it, but I'm too busy listening to my own voice. Hello, Noel. <laughs> See, I, I had heard Hello, Morgan. Hello. When might have dementia and, and the fact that he's, he's buttering his soup with a ladle would suggest maybe there's some cognitive decline going on there that's me mate in about 40 14 years right guys where can you get your cbd from i hope you enjoyed that oh that's that's fancy i know law gives me these little bracelets oh. and they're, they're cute right but they're so small right i have to take them off because they leave marks on my wrist um and the other so when i pick her up from school it's like bosh it's on yeah and um yeah the other day i'd taken a different one off and she went why are you not wearing the bracelet <laughs> no, isn't it? Fuck. Yeah. bang Anyway, supremecbd.uk, use the code WTAF, you get 40% off everything. You absolutely do. Guys, thank you for joining us this week. It's been a mad week, as always is. I hope you enjoyed that. Please leave comments, please like, share and subscribe. And we will speak to you in a week's time. Stay, stay, hor stay horny. What was, what's our sign-off line? I'm horny, 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 horny. Fuck off. <laughs> <That did. laughs>